0: Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. As that you'll stand to your feet, would you join me in the Old Testament book of Isaiah? I want you to join me in the Old Testament book of Isaiah chapter 38 Isaiah 38 verses 1 through 5 Isaiah 38 verses 1 through 5 let me remind you that uh, Tuesday is our anointing service I want to uh, personally anoint every member of new birth. Every member who walks through this door is going to get anointed on Tuesday night at 7.30. I want the anointing of God to rest on your life for 2024. Whoever you're standing next to, look at him and tell him, you need a fresh anointing. You need a fresh anointing. so Tuesday night at 7.30, I'm going to be teaching on the anointing. Uh, and then we will be flowing in the anointing. Make sure uh, that you are present. Uh, By way of reminder, Tuesday is our fasting day as a church. uh, We fast collectively from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. so that we can uh, focus our attention on God. Uh, Some people are fasting from social media, others are fasting uh, around food, others are fasting around entertainment, uh, whatever it is uh, that you're doing from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., as is our custom at uh, 7 a.m., we'll be uh, together electronically uh, in prayer. Isaiah 38, verses 1 through 5. Isaiah, the 38th chapter, verses 1 through 5. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, This is what the Lord says put your house in order because you are going to die and you will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I walk before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and tell Hezekiah, this is what the Lord God of your father says, I have heard your prayer and I have seen your tears. Because I heard your prayers and saw your tears, I will add 15 years to your life. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hezekiah wept bitterly then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah go tell Hezekiah this is what the Lord the God of your father says I have heard your prayers I have seen your tears I will add 15 years to your life I want to preach for a little while today using as a subject don't make me regret this Don't make me regret this. Look at the person beside you and tell them I really didn't even want to do it. But don't make me regret it. Don't make me regret this. My transition moving to Atlanta now some five years ago was an adventure to say the least. I knew nobody at new birth and the city dramatically changed from when I was a student at Morehouse College. I was referred by a friend to a realtor who coaxed me into a home that was both stately and contemporary. It sat prominently overlooking the Chattahoochee River. I was amazed at how low the price was given its features and location as such i was made to know that some work had to be done in the house but the seller wasn't gonna do any of it he was gonna sell it as is the realtor uh, pumped me up and said uh, this is the steal of a lifetime just get some workers from below the border Before you know it, it's going to be fixed up. I fell for the grapes of wrath only to discover a month later that the house was filled with asbestos in the walls. I was sequestered to live in my own basement while plastic was everywhere looking like CSI Atlanta. After six months and no relief in sight, I waved the white flag knowing I had to get out. It was a money pit that morphed into a swamp. Today it stands in the hall of fame of my memory of one of my biggest financial regrets. Don't you dare look at me this morning in a tone of self righteousness as if you've never had any regrets. A study found that over the course of about a week, participants will acknowledge and admit listen to this that the average person has seven regrets a week. You regret about what you ordered, you regret that you didn't go to the gym. You regret you forgot to call them back you regret that you didn't finish school you regret that you started drinking again you regret that you gave them another chance you regret that you didn't fight harder to save the marriage you regret that you didn't call off the engagement you love your kid but you regret who you had them with Comedic genius Lucille Ball once said, I'd rather regret the things I've done than regret what I didn't do. Ladies and gentlemen, being that regret is an emotion, it is an emotion of sadness. It is an emotion of disappointment. I was startled when I heard famed movie maker Woody Allen say, my only regret in life is I wish I was somebody else. My only regret in life is I wish I was somebody else. Paul counted it and said in 1 Corinthians 15 and 10, I am who I am by the grace of God. Friends, you may have made some mistakes, but you should be glad of who you are. I wanted you to be aware of something, that as long as you have options, you will make decisions. As long as you have options, you will make decisions. And as long as you make decisions, you will have opportunity for regret. Through the grace of God, I want all of your regrets to be in your past and none of your regrets to linger into your future. I want you to lift up your hands. I want to speak something over your life. Would you lift up your hands all over this sanctuary? Lift up those hands. I want to say this over your life. In 2024, by the grace of God, I speak over every lifted hand that this year you will have no regrets no regrets of missed opportunities no regrets of missed blessings and no regrets for missed moments and those of you who stand in alignment with your pastor's faith that this will be a year of no regrets would you give god glory for it even right now Come on, I said, you ain't going to regret nothing. Everything I do this year is going to have intention. It's going to have purpose. It's going to be by choice. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. This year, I will have no regrets. Somebody who's watching online, I want you to just type in the thread, no regrets. Whatever you do, whatever you do, don't miss what happened in Isaiah 38. In Isaiah 38, it says that uh, Hezekiah, who is uh, the 13th king of Judah, becomes ill. And many of you are familiar with this text, but I want you to unpack uh, what is happening in the life of Hezekiah, that he is uh, terminally ill. Hezekiah, 13th king of Judah, is ill. Hear this, and he does not have cancer. He is ill and he has not contracted HIV or AIDS. He is ill and he does not have a rare blood disorder. Why, pastor, is he terminally ill? He is terminally ill, new birth, because he has never produced a child. God, let me see if I can help you. God says to him, how do you think that you are going to lead and not be productive? I wonder how many of you in this room would be terminally ill based off of what you've produced in the last two years. If you produce nothing when God gave us the mandate to be fruitful and to multiply, what will God have to do about your life? He's terminally ill and the Lord dispatches a prophet by the name of Isaiah and says to Isaiah, go to Hezekiah and tell him to get his affairs in order because I'm getting ready to pull him out. There's no way he's going to survive this year. But the prophet Isaiah uses a word that I wish that he would not have. He said to Hezekiah, you are terminally ill and here's the catch and you will not recover the worst thing you can ever tell a child of god is that they will not recover i came on divine assignment to tell somebody in this room you will recover everything Uh, david asked of the lord shall i pursue and the lord said if you go after it you shall recover All I don't know how you ain't shouting in here. I speak over your life, everything you've lost since the pandemic up till yesterday. God says you're going to recover all of it. You're going to recover every dime. You're going to recover wasted time. You're going to recover shut doors. You're going to recover from bad relationships. You're going to recover everything that you lost out of your investments, out of your portfolio, out of your savings account god says if you give me glory you shall recover all of it say you shall recover all you may be seated in the presence of the lord even at the risk of looking insane would you just talk to yourself and shout out loud i'ma recover everything i for some people, that don't mean anything, but somebody needs that in this room. I dare you to just shout it in the atmosphere. I got to recover everything. I done had too many losses in my life. I have got to recover everything. So says, you shall recover all. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says uh, that uh, when Hezekiah got this word that he was going to die, I want you to see what the text tells us is that he does not just pray, but the Bible unleashes to us the secret weapon to prayer. He gives the secret weapon to prayer, and most of us have only tied prayer to fasting. We have only tied prayer to fasting, but the Bible shares with us in our text today that he doesn't just pray, but he prays and cries. Hallelujah. I need somebody to know tears gets God's attention. Y'all, y'all don't believe that you, you remember blind Bartimaeus the Bible says he's sitting on the side of the road and he begins to cry out unto God son of David have mercy on me. Y'all don't remember that? You remember the Canaanite woman. The Canaanite woman, she cried unto God. There is a demon that has possessed my daughter. You gotta do something about it. Y'all still don't remember that.
1: Jonah was in the belly of a whale, but it wasn't until he cried unto God that God opened up the whale and the whale had to spit him out. You remember Esau cried to the Father and said, is there not another blessing that you can release unto me? Maybe you forgot that Jesus wept when he looked over the city. I know y'all are cool and cute and sophisticated and educated but there is something that happens in heaven when you get so broken that all you can do is just cry under y'all ain't never been there you ain't never been in a situation where you just had to sit in your car and just cry you ain't never sat on the side of your bed and just cried you ain't never gone in the bathroom stall at your job and just cried under God God says I hear your prayer
0: but I also need to see you cry out under me because it says that you're broken and you realize there's nothing you can do but only God can do it for you. I know you've been fighting back the tears and you don't want folk to know
1: that you're going through but this ain't the time for you to put on for strangers. But those of you that need an emergency intervention from God, I dare you to just lift up your hand and open up your mouth and cry out to him like you need his attention. Oh my God, hallelujah. Musicians, let me
0: walk by myself for one moment. You gotta cry out unto God. Can you imagine your tears represent a life and death situation?
1: If you don't cry out under God, the doctor's report may not change. If you don't cry out under God, what's going on with your son may end up being fatal. If you don't cry out under God, you may lose everything. I can't hear nobody. If you don't cry out under God, you may end up going back to what you got delivered from. I need somebody who is saying, God, I can't stay in this position. While on others thou art calling, please don't pass me by. I need somebody to lift up your voice and cry out unto God. Like you need God to change a situation. You need him to shift something on your behalf. Cry unto God. How I hey. Oh my God, you may be seated,
0: hallelujah, you may be seated, you may be seated, hallelujah. Your life is on the line, your destiny is at stake, your health is swinging in the pendulum, your business will not survive through silence. But you got to cry like you need something to happen
1: urgently. You need God to do something immediately. You better stop looking at these people around you. They can't do nothing for you. But I sense that heaven is looking for a travail today. Would you just open up your mouth and just cry out unto God? Come on, Zion, where are you? I dare you to open up your mouth. God, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. you.
0: Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Bible said he, um, he cried and he prayed. He cried and he prayed. After you've done all you can. Hallelujah. I I cried and I praised. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Isaiah didn't even leave the building yet. That God tapped Isaiah on the shoulder. And said go back and give him a different report. Y'all didn't hear
1: what I just said. He said I don't even want the day to end. I just shifted what was supposed to happen just because they cried in front of me. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I feel like I need to announce because of your tears, a different report is getting ready to call. Y'all still ain't shouting. God said, because you cried out, the doctor saw the x-ray wrong. Because you cried out, the lawyer is going to have a change of opinion. Because you cried out, you now got favor with the banking institution. God says, I'm changing the report the same day that you cried.
0: Changing the report. Same day you cried. You may be seated I'm coming around the mountain here I come hallelujah if the folk around you have been quiet in the service you have my permission not to address them don't say nothing to them but if anybody near you you just heard them cry if you heard anybody around you cry I need you to look at them and tell them expect good news this week oh my God did y'all hear what I just said I said for anybody who yelled around you
1: I need you to prophesy over their life and tell them before you get back to church next Sunday expect good news is getting ready to happen God ain't gonna listen to your prayer and not say nothing about it hallelujah
0: I'm expecting great things. Hallelujah. I said I'm expecting great things. And ladies and gentlemen, regrettably, I, uh, I stand today because I needed to apologize. If you'll be seated, I need to apologize on behalf of your former pastor, your former leader, your former Sunday school teacher. I wanted to apologize on behalf of uh, whatever revival or whatever conference you were in, because they read this text and uh, they stopped at the Lord added 15 years to Hezekiah's life. And most of us in Neo-Pentecostal constructs, uh, when we hear this word, just as you did in the reading of the scripture today, that the Lord added 15 years to his life is that's when the body explodes in worship. Explodes in worship just at the prospect and the possibility of adding 15 years. Dr. King in his last sermon in Memphis said, like anybody, I want to live a long life, but longevity has its place. The Lord added 15 years to Hezekiah's life. And regrettably, all the time that you have been in church, nobody ever told you, what happened in those 15 years. So before it is that you leave today, I have a responsibility to tell you what happened in those 15 years when God added to his life. Hezekiah finally has a son and his son's name is Manasseh. And I need you to hear this the son he raised, reared, and sired, his son ends up being the murderer of Isaiah. His son ends up being a killer. Ladies and gentlemen, Hezekiah has a daughter, and Hezekiah's daughter ends up getting raped. For the very first time, the Babylonians come in The Babylonians come in and they take the land that Hezekiah has rulership over. I want you to hear this. Hezekiah um, gets all of his wealth plundered. He has to file bankruptcy. Loses the wealth of the kingdom. Uh, All of that happens, new birth, in the span of 15 years why I see the look of bewilderment on you is because he changed the will of God without knowing the will of God God. I think I done gone too far He, he, he had no idea that God was calling him out so he wouldn't see a loss He he was calling them out because there was some stuff the Lord didn't want him to have to live through. But he was so committed to what he wanted that he never asked what did God really want for his life? Some of y'all are messing up because you don't even understand that there was some stuff, can I
1: say it another way? Some people God tried to save you from. But you insisted on getting it and having it, not even knowing God was trying to save you from them. But you tried to override the will of God.
0: It's so important. It's so important when, uh, when Jesus prays, Not my will, but your will be done. Sometimes you don't even understand what you think is a punishment, is an exit. God, 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 God! I can't hear nobody. They meant it for evil, but God was working it out for your good. I know y'all ain't gonna be honest. There was some stuff. Let me
1: say it another way. It was somebody you were heartbroken over. But it took some time for you to thank God that I was never supposed to be in that in the first place. I couldn't see it while I was in it. But thank you, God, for every mountain you brought me over.
0: For every valley that you brought me through. Changing the will of God has a consequence to it. Are you really praying for what you want? offer what God wants for you. You are so busy being in jealous and in
1: competition with other people and you don't know the price they gotta pay for that. You want that house, but you don't want that mortgage. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You want that promotion, but you don't want that responsibility. I need you to mature in the faith of God. To say, God, I trust you for knowing what's best for my life. Because I used to think I needed some stuff to make me happy. But at this season of my life, I'd rather be in your will than be on Instagram. Lord, what I need for my life
0: stuff you thought was gonna make you happy years ago has no currency and has no value now I'm talking to those of you who have been delivered from wanting to impress other people. God, I can't hear nobody who
1: are at this season of your life, it don't take all of that for you to be happy. As long as I can feel safe and be comfortable, the joy of the Lord is my strength and the strength of the Lord
0: is my joy. You may be seated. And so when he's on his deathbed, 15 years later, when he's on his deathbed, 15 years later, he's got to roll the film of what he saw happen over the last 15 years and say, I should have just trusted God's plan. Anybody ever been in that position? That you just need to trust God in this moment. I don't need a corner office, y'all ain't saying nothing. I I just need to be in the center of his will. I, I don't need no big fancy mansion. I need a house that got heat and
1: air. Y'all ain't saying nothing with food in the refrigerator. I don't need a Rolls Royce or a Bentley. I just got to be able to get from point A to point B. I don't need what other people need, but I need to make sure that I got my sanity and got my pee. Lord, let me pray for your will in my life.
0: And I um, owe you... um, An explanation because uh, I gave you the title of the sermon without a disclaimer. Uh, The title of the sermon was uh, Don't uh, Make Me Regret This. And you felt self-empowered. Because you was going to get folk told today. (laughs) You was going to get them straight. (laughs) you had the upper hand for the people that you got to assist don't make me regret this ladies and gentlemen this message today is brought to you through the mouth of Yahweh to say to those of you that can hear my voice how that God is saying to you yes this is the year of answered prayer But don't let me regret what I'm getting ready to give you. God, this ain't for babes today. This this is for those who are mature in the faith. God says, when I give you this blessing, don't make me regret the way that I'm getting ready to bless you. There was a man by the name of Lazarus, and uh, Jesus got a text message one day. And the text message said, hear this, that the one you love is sick. The one you love is sick, but this is what you're not going to believe. We never knew Jesus loved him until he got sick. Mm -hmm. sometimes God has to use sickness to reveal what he really feels about you see some of y'all ain't never been sick you ain't never been in the hospital he said this what you going through right now is not going to kill you it's
1: only to bring me glory so I'm only going to let you go through it and receive it if I got confidence you going to bring me glory So Jesus goes up at the cemetery and says to Mary and Martha, show me where you laid him. Now Mary and
0: Martha are the ones who prayed or talked to Jesus, but they didn't have
1: confidence in his recovery. Don't let folk pray for you who don't think you really going to get it. Uh, Y'all ain't say. I said, don't ask people for prayer who don't want to see you fully get restored. Make sure who's praying for you really believes in the resuscitated Jew.
0: He said, show me where you laid him. They point out the tomb where Jesus, where Lazarus has been laid, and he says, come forth. But I needed you to see what happens is he comes out the tomb bound. He's wrapped in death clothes, but he's still jumping. God, help me. When you see praise,
1: see people praising God, that don't mean they all the way free. Sometimes I got to praise him while I'm still bound. Hallelujah, because the Bible says while wow, he was jumping, Whatever had him bound had to fall off of here. I can't find nobody in here. God says, if you stop praising me now, whatever had you bound is getting ready to come off of you you better jump like you're coming out of depression you ought to give him glory like you're coming out of suicide you ought to magnify him like you're coming out of the greatest dark season of your life look at your neighbor i feel like having church now look at your neighbor and ask your neighbor did you feel when you came out the wilderness i felt like lifting him up i came to bless his holy name would you shake your neighbor's hand and say neighbor i can't wait till the battle is over but i gotta shout right now god said don't you embarrass me let me see how you're gonna act when I pay all the bills don't you embarrass me tell me how you gonna praise me when you drop the biggest deposit of your life how are you gonna lift up your voice when they can't find cancer nowhere in your body how you gonna lift him up when your son gets out of jail how are you gonna magnify am when your daughter gets right look at your neighbor and say neighbor I don't mean to embarrass you but the devil tried to kill me but I'm still here and I gotta praise. I gotta praise on the inside I remember David got the ark of the covenant and his wife said how are you a king and you're like that David said you ain't seen nothing yet I'm about to be more undignified than this I dare you to embarrass the devil and give God glory like he can trust me he can trust me don't you make God regret your blessing don't you let God regret opening the door don't you let God regret healing your body I said I wasn't gonna tell nobody but I just can't I need you to look at your neighbor and tell them that little shout is an embarrassment but you ought to give God a crazy praise like you about to be debt free you ought to give him a crazy praise like your house is paid off you gotta give him a crazy praise like he healing your mama you ought to give him Make it dance to this. Y'all gotta pick them up and put them down. You ought to praise her like you can't regret. Oh my God. I I, I gotta praise. I gotta praise and I gotta get it out. I gotta praise. I gotta pray. Come on. I-
0: Neighbor by the hand, stretch out even across the aisles. Take that neighbor by the hand. Hallelujah! Praise Him!
1: Praise, Praise Him! Praise him! Come on! Praise Him! Come on, Jesus! Jesus! Blessed Savior! he's, worthy. he's worthy, he worthy come on let's take it from the top praise him praise everybody him. praise, praise, him. Him. praise, praise him. him praise him, him. praise Jesus. him praise him bless his name from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same come on he's worthy. He's worthy. He's, worthy. he's worthy he's worthy Jesus is worthy he's worthy too Praise Him, praise Him, He's a good praise, praise Him, praise Him, blessed Savior. Blessed, Savior. Blessed, Savior. blessed Savior, He's worthy, He's worthy to be praised.
0: Softly, I need somebody's hand in your hand. Lord, I'm praying for the person whose hands I'm holding. I want you to squeeze that neighbor's hand. God, you won't regret blessing them. You won't regret opening the door for them. You won't regret healing their body. I wonder how many of y'all are shouting over there. You won't regret over giving them another 15 years. Come on, y'all ain't saying nothing. God, I pray that you will put them in a position that they will not have any near-death encounters this year. I pray, dear Lord, that you will override their will if it doesn't line up with your way. I trust you for it. In Jesus' name, would you loose that hand and give God your best shout of thanksgiving? I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink what you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.